Welcome and greetings, career-minded superstars. You are listening to the exclusive Career Coach, your podcast for all things career. And I'm Lisa Edwards, the indispensable career coach for superstars just like you. Now let's dig into this week's topic, shall we? Greetings. How are you doing today? I hope you're having a fantastic day. Day. So it is a rainy Friday afternoon as I record this in Tallahassee, Florida, and there's a little bit of coolness in the air. So um, I'm hopeful <laughs> there's going to be something that resembles fall uh, around here. We don't we don't get a whole lot of that, so it'll be really exciting. So I want to remind you that I do a webinar every month, and I want to make sure that you check the show notes to get the link to the webinar to sign up, find out what this month's topic is. In each case, there's 30 minutes of content followed by 30 minutes of Q&A, and I'll even coach you live around that topic if you're brave enough. So this month's podcast topics and my blog topics are all going to be around what makes a good employer an employer and what kind of what should you look for when you're looking for an employer. And so I'm going to be covering various aspects of that in this month. And today I wanted to start with what employees value most in an employer. And it'll be curious to see if you kind of agree with these things or not, if these things are important to you. So I researched three online sites for this podcast. I want to give credit where credit is due. So I researched ZeneFit, that's Z-E-N-E-F-I-T dot com. I also researched the balance careers and high-speed training, so all online resources. And with ZeneFit.com, the top five most important things that employees look for. So if you're a job candidate, what's most important to you in deciding the company that you would want to go work for? Number one was company culture and mission. So what does the company stand for? What is the company like? Um, There are different terms kind of that have been used to describe company cultures, and I don't remember them all right now, but I know there's the academy, which is, it's kind of set up like a higher education institution. I remember that one because I've spent most of my career in the academy. And different types of companies have different types of corporate cultures. And, And within that, of course, there's lots of variety. So for example, you might expect sort of one thing from accounting firms but you're going to find counting firms that are a lot looser that have, you know, maybe relaxed dress codes and they're much more friendly. You might find a sales culture that is much more collaborative and not as, um, not as competitive, but most are pretty competitive. So what's the company culture? What's the mission of the organization? And does that resonate with you? Do they make, do sell a product, a service that you can get behind, that you can be a part of? That was number one for zinefit.com. Number two is the leadership approachable. So this is something that you would want to check out on something like glassdoor.com and even go so far as to uh, connect with people on LinkedIn that work for that company and ask them about the leadership. So it's kind of on a macro level and a micro level. So you've got the leadership of the company as a whole, the CEO, the vice presidents, the, those top people, the top tier of leadership. But then you've also got the person, the boss that you would be reporting directly to. And is that person approachable? Number three was opportunities for growth. So are there opportunities within this company to move around, to move up, 
can I grow within the job that I'm taking or is it kind of a one-off thing and when I'm done I'm going to have to go elsewhere. Number four for them was flexibility and they were specifically talking about flexibility in terms of work schedule. So is there an opportunity to work from home one day a week? Is there the opportunity to have a compressed work week? Is there an opportunity to um, kind of maybe not work the normal eight to five work schedule? So those were the five things that um, came up with zinefit.com. So again, company culture and mission, approachable leadership, opportunities for growth, flexibility, and recognition. According to the balance careers, the top seven things that they found employee look, look for, there were some similarities and some differences. Number one with them was competitive salary. And you may be wondering why that wasn't, with, uh, wasn't the case with zinefit.com. And they kind of preface their article by saying, you know, yeah, salary is important, but these other things are actually more important to people. I would say that they are probably on par with, because I can promise you that if they're offering you a fantastic salary, but these other things aren't there, the leadership isn't approachable, there's no opportunity for growth, um, there's no flexibility in your work schedule, um, it won't be worth the salary that they're offering you. So number one is a competitive salary. So we're not saying, you know, they pay the best in the industry. We're simply saying that based on the job that I'm being asked to do and the geographic region in which I'm being asked to do it, it is a fair salary. Number two for the balanced careers was good benefits packages. And I'm going to have a guest later in the month who's going to talk about benefits packages, specifically kind of how to decipher them. I'm also going to spend a session talking about how you negotiate salary and benefits packages and kind of what you can negotiate and what you can't. But certainly having a good benefits package is a, a really important part of whether or not you choose a job or not. And for those of you that are younger, the one thing I, I want to really impress upon you is that it is a total compensation package. You cannot separate out the salary from the benefits. You have to look at them together and compare them together in total with other job opportunities or with your criteria to decide whether this is a good fit. Number three, and according to the balanced careers, was flexible schedule. So we're seeing that again. So that flexibility is a big one that, that showed up in, in, these, in all these resources that I looked at. Number four was opportunity to advance. So again, we're seeing that one. Number five, recognition. So that was number five on both of these lists. So it's the notion that you will be rewarded for the work that you do, that you will receive. And, and of course, there's formal recognition and informal recognition. So there's the recognition that comes in the form of some kind of a plaque and uh, an award ceremony, and there might be a, a cash award or some kind of prize that goes with that. But then there's also that informal recognition from the boss, those pats on the back that come on a more frequent basis. Number six, according to the balanced careers, was effective management. And I think that that approachable leadership that we heard about earlier is certainly a piece of that. So effective management is management leading the team appropriately. Are these people, you know, all the things that are important to you, they, they listen to you, they're fair, um, they're equitable, um, you know, they're, you, they, they present a leadership style that you're willing and able to follow. And then finally, for the balanced careers, it was team atmosphere. So they found that a really important one for the people that they surveyed was this sense of being on a team. We're not individual contributors. We're part of something bigger than ourselves. 
The third source that I used was high-speed training. So here's how theirs measured up. So number one for them as well was salaries. So again, we're seeing fair salaries. I, I repeat, it wasn't saying they're the best salaries on the, on the market. They're fair. They're equitable for what I'm being asked to do. Number two, opportunities for professional development. So whether it's formal education, I have an opportunity to um, continue my education um, and get a, a higher degree, or I have the opportunity for certifications, credentials, or just courses that I want to take. Number three for high-speed training is work-life balance. So there's that's the first time that one showed up, which I thought was kind of interesting. And I think what's interesting about work-life balance is that it is defined very differently for different people. And I actually did a podcast recently on it. I call it work-life blend because when I think of balance, I think of opposing sides and one side goes down, the other side goes up. So I think that they're at cross-purposes with one another. I like the idea instead of a work-life of blend where they're kind of all in there, think of like a big cake batter mix, and they're all kind of in there blending in together to make this beautiful thing. But it is that notion that uh, there is recognition of the fact that I have a life outside of work and that I get should get to live it. And again, that's going to vary widely for some people. For some, for some folks, it's I don't even want to work 40 hours a week. For other people, it's let's keep it to under 60 hours a week. You know, for some people it would be, I don't want to work any weekends or nights. And for other people, it's like, I want every other weekend off. So it really will vary. But that sense that there is balance or blend there is important to a lot of people. According to High Speed Training, their number four was recognition and a sense of purpose. So again, we're seeing that notion that they want to be recognized for the work that they do. And I've actually read a fair amount about this notion of recognition and what makes a good recognition employee, employee recognition program and, and what doesn't. And it's this notion that there are defined criteria so that when someone wins it, everybody knows kind of why they want it, why they were chosen. They met the criteria or they did better in those criteria than anyone else. But also it gives people something to work for because when you don't know what the criteria is, how can you work to achieve it? So recognition and a sense of purpose was number four for them. Number five was company culture. So again, we are seeing something that is speaking to what's it like to work here? What's the culture? Again, I, I always send people to glassdoor.com if they want to find out about company cultures because I think that's really the best resource out there for that. And then number six for uh, high-speed training was perks and benefits. So this speaks to the medical and dental insurance, sick leave plan, maternity, paternity leave, vacation days, pension plans, travel compensation. So how, you know, that's a big one that you might not think about if you haven't had to travel as part of your job. But I know that I, having worked for a state institution, at times we had very limited daily per diems and very limited I can remember when I was given $5 for breakfast. And as you can imagine, staying in a hotel, you can't get a bowl of cereal for $5. So I was out of pocket quite a bit whenever I would travel as part of the company. So having that compensation and having it be fair and equitable is a big a big piece of it, especially if you're going to travel extensively in your job. And then finally, under that perks and benefits category is continuing education 
All right, so so we've heard this information that, and there's been a lot of overlap between what we saw on zinefit.com, the balanced careers, and high-speed training. So what's it telling us? Well, I came up with six insights that, that really jumped out at me about these, uh, these lists. And number one was that money isn't everything. And I alluded to that earlier in, in, the, in the podcast that people want to be paid an equitable pay. They don't expect to necessarily be paid the most in the industry. They want to be paid fairly, but it's about so much more than that. And also, you can be paid the most in the industry, but if these other things aren't there, you can end up at a deficit. So certainly, and that's why I said earlier that you must really look at the whole package, the salary and the compensations as one. Because if you're going to be paying a lot of -of out-of-pocket on your medical, your dental, you can really quickly uh, lose ground on a higher starting salary and end up sort of at a, at a deficit situation. So money isn't everything. It is important, don't get me wrong, but it's not everything. Number two, what I saw was that company culture matters a lot. And you have to decide what company culture you want. And I think to a large degree that can only come from experience. You, you know, you might have some internships and some part-time jobs as you go through school and start to get a taste of company culture. But I really think that when you're 22 and you're just getting out of college, I think you look at that as pretty black and white, that company culture is not a big deal, that it's just, you know, it's there, it's good or it's bad, but there's so many shades of gray and it's not about good or bad. Sometimes it is pretty clearly bad if there's illegal or unethical things going on in the company if there's lying and cheating and stealing but more than that it's often just not the right fit for you and if I were to use myself as an example there are many people who thrive in a highly competitive environment Salespeople love highly competitive environments I would not like that I would also not like the environment of most law firms which is very competitive very um, you know the basis of the law is kind of that adversarial relationship with the other attorney and the other side, and I wouldn't like that one little bit. So knowing what's important to you, and as you change jobs, guys, especially in those first 10 years or so of work, evaluating what you liked about the company and about the department you worked in and what you didn't like so that you can make some corrections as you move forward and get a little bit closer to ideal for you is so important. Otherwise, you run the risk of kind of, as the saying goes, jumping out of the frying pan and into the fire. Number three, what jumped out at me is that people leave jobs very often, if not most often, because of their boss. So it's very rarely about the work. Um, Sometimes it is. Sometimes it's about the pay, but a lot of times it's about the boss. And when I think back about the people that I have coached over the years who have come to me thinking about a job change, it is often talking about their boss is not allowing them to grow, their boss, they're no, they've lost trust with their boss, their boss is doing some un- illegal or unethical things, their boss is showing favoritism, those kinds of things. I think that that just speaks to how important it is as you go out there and interview to really ask some good questions of that prospective boss so that you make sure you understand who this person is and whether that person is a good fit for you. The fourth thing that jumped out at me was that millennials don't just want to know where they're going to start. They want to know where they can go. And so 
companies that are doing a really good job, and I'm going to be highlighting some companies next week that are coming out as tops as employers, they're companies who understand that millennials don't want to stay in the same place for very long and that they don't necessarily at age 22 know what department or what job title they want to be in. And so they create these great rotation programs and they create ladders that are very clearly delineated uh, that you can you know, move up in and, and how do you get there? What is the criteria for success? And so that millennials feel a very clear sense that I can be promoted in this company. I can be successful and I can be recognized for that success. Number five, there's a wide range of perks and benefits out there and you wanna make sure you know the vocabulary and what's important to you because if you get in there and they start throwing out things about pensions and 401ks and PTO and you know you're you're going to be lost. So again, I'm going to have in a couple of weeks I'm going to have a benefits expert here who's going to kind of walk you through that and give you a primer on those terms and kind of what to look for, what questions to ask and and you know what are the options out there that you might see in terms of compensation packages. So you want to make sure especially that you know what's most important to you because I think with any of these things um, you can get sidetracked by the shiny penny and not realize that the main thing that you wanted was there. So if we use the example of perks and benefits, let's say that what is most important to you is you want to you get a master's degree in the next five years, and so you want a company that will pay for that. Well, you want to keep that front and center in your mind and not be overshadowed by, oh, it's you know a little bit higher salary than I've been offered elsewhere, or they're giving me an extra week of vacation, or you know there's a gymnasium on site. If those things are not as important to you as the company reimbursing you for continuing education, then you want to make sure you keep that front and center and you don't get sidetracked. And then number six, recognition is important. <laughs> And many companies do it pretty poorly. And so I talked earlier about, you know, tying the recognition into very specific criteria. So one of the questions I think is a great one to ask in an interview is how do you recognize employees? What are the criteria? Because you'll get a sense whether there's something really clear cut that, you know, they're going to immediately start talking about or whether they sort of fumble over that question because it is very loosely defined or non-existent. Um, recognition is super important and it doesn't mean that you're insecure about your job or you need to be patted on the back all the time but it just helps to get some sort of regular recognition that you're on the right track and again I, I break that into that formal recognition where you win the whatever award and you get the trophy and maybe they send you on a trip or they give you a cash uh, reward for that or a bonus or, and then there's the, the informal recognition where you're getting a pat on the back. Maybe the boss has some fun little way of recognizing kind of the employee of the week sort of thing. Um, but asking those questions at the interview, I think, can be super helpful in getting a sense for, you know, does the company put an emphasis on recognition? And I would go so far as to say that I think that that recognition program or lack thereof is a really good indicator of how valued employees are in that company. Because if there is no formal recognition program then they can't even answer your question about what do they do, how do they do it, I think that that really speaks to the lack of value that they put on their employees. They don't get it, they don't understand that, that their employees are their most valuable asset, you are their most valuable asset. So I hope this helps in kind of getting you thinking about 
what's most important to people. I, I would love to hear back from you on whether you agree with these things or not. How important is salary to you? Have you had a situation where you got a high salary and found that the other things that were even more important to you weren't there and it, it wasn't a good fit for you? So I hope this has been helpful. Again, this whole month we're going to be talking about what makes a good employer an employer or, you know, how do you, we're going to talk about negotiating salaries at the end of the months and benefits packages. Um, we're going to be talking about all that kind of stuff. So I hope this is going to be super helpful for you. As a reminder, please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Hook me up with a five-star review. Thank you very much. And schedule, uh, sign up for the next webinar. So check the show notes, get the link and sign up for the next webinar, and um, we will hit the ground running. Look forward to talking to you next week. Take care. You've been listening to The Exclusive Career Coach with Lisa Edwards, CEO of Exclusive Career Coaching. It would be great if you would rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Also, I want to be your career coach, so be sure to ask questions about your career management challenges and job search situation. Until next time.